You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath. We're so glad you've tuned in today through radio, through podcasts, however it is. This is your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. The way that Morning Breath works is that we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it the night before, we read it again in the morning, we come down to the radio studios of our East Coast location in Merritt Island, and then read it on the radio. And what we're doing today, I say we, it's my name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I'm hanging with my my good friend here, Pastor David Gaiman. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing really good, really good. I'm so excited to be jumping into Luke. Luke Ocho, Luke yeah. 8 with you today. Man, it's good stuff It here. is exciting. And what's cool, what we do here is that we don't prepare a sermon, but we really just prepare our hearts as we were talking before the show. It's like, this is a pretty well-read chapter. We've read this one a time or two, mm-hmm. but what's cool about the Word of God is something new always pops off the pages. I love it. Every time I get into it, there's something new that comes out. But before we get into that for Luke 8, why don't you tell people the best way to get connected? Absolutely, man. The best way to get connected with anything East Coast, especially Morning Breath, is to get our app. Get our app. Well, you know, Go to your app provider, put an East Coast Christian Center, You'll see the little icon pop up. Get that thing. You can get morning breath, what we've gone into, chapters we're going into, you know, all the stuff, all the works. But another great way to stay connected with us is go to our website. That's eccc.us. That's e3cs.us. Check out stuff there, especially if we have events going on, which we got a bunch of events coming up here. Follow us on social. That's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We put out uplifting content, informational content, but also, too, it gives you a break from all the other static that's going on out there on social media. And if you are not, I wasn't even say tech savvy, but maybe you're just not in a position to have um, this stuff around you right now, you can always still call the church at 321-452-1060, and we will email you out an itinerary for Morning Breath of the chapters we're going to. And we'll take care of you. Yeah, it's really awesome. And some of the big things that we've got coming up is that kids camp, we've been talking about for a few weeks, but make sure you get it on your calendar and book it up now because it's going to fill up. It's going to be June 6th through 10th. It's at our Coco location off of Friday Road. And it's going to be at 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So this is nice. It's an all-day camp. It's not one of those ones you got to go pick them up at lunchtime. And this is incredible. $99 for your first child, $75 for the second, and then every kid after that is free. That's so, incredible. Man, come on. you got four kids. i got three. I know. That kind of stuff makes a difference. I don't I don't have kids in kids' camp anymore. I'm going to have three of them at youth yeah. camp, though. So, wow. Hey, where's the youth camp pricing well, like that? I didn't right? see nothing for that. That's okay. Well, here it is. My TNT. kids will raise money for that. So go exactly, ahead. Go yeah. with the next one. I should make my kids raise money. That'd Come be on, awesome. Walkathon, walkathon around the house. That's right. But that youth camp he's talking about, youth conference is yeah. going to be incredible. TNT Youth Conference, July 11th through 13th, $245 for general admission. Yeah. June 1st, prices will raise to $295. Now, this is going to be a high energy, really cool, really exciting um a couple of days where the kids are going to come in. We're bringing in KB, the Christian rap artist. You know, two years ago, he did the fight song for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I know. Come on. He's I love like, that. That's one of my favorite things to flex. Absolutely. So yeah. it's like, we got big stuff. Um, a lot of the local pastors are going to be preaching, communicating. We're going to have breakout yeah. sessions for your teen to be able to get hands-on learning and other stuff. Not to mention, we have a guest pastor flying in to, to speak as well, who's an incredible communicator. It's all centered around Jesus. So get your kids signed up for this. If you have any questions about anything, we're kind of like dumping out here for you. Uh, if you're driving and you can't write the stuff down, just go, like I said before, go to our events page. We'll hook you up. You'll be able to sign up, get tickets to do the whole nine yards right there. Check out yeah, our events great. page. Absolutely. So. And anything we ever talk about, go to the events page. 
to be able to get that. So we're going to jump in here. We're at Luke 8. It's been super fun going through the Gospels. There's this is a big one. So 56 verses. And I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. What are you reading today? I'm going to do I'm NLT as well. Cool. I love it. It's such a great reader. And so I'll have you read first. I'll go second. I'll pick it up from verse 28. All right. So, all right, I must say unto you, read so. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered gathered from many towns to hear him. As a farmer went out to plant his seed, as he scattered it across the fields, some seeds fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Others fell amongst rocks and it began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew and with it and choked out the tender plants. Other seeds fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't really understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message but receive it with joy. But since they don't have a deep roots, they believe for a while, Then they fall away when they face temptation. Then the seed that fell along the thorns represents those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by cares and riches and pleasures of this life. So they never grow into maturity. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. No one lights a lamp and covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought into the light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. For those who are not listening, even when they think they understand, they will understand will be taken away from them. I'll read the caption here too. Uh, the true family of Jesus. Then Jesus' mother and brother came to see him, but they could not get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brother are standing outside and they want to see you. Jesus replied, my mother and my brothers are those who hear God's word and obey it. Uh, and obey it. Jesus calms the storm. One of the one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they, as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the waves and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then they asked where then he asked them, Where is your faith? 
The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus heals the demon-possessed man. So they arrived in the region of, of the Gerasenes, across from the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. As soon, verse 28, as soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. The spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he is placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them off and rushed into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered into the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had sent, seen what had happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the garrison begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossed back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with them, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town, proclaiming the great things Jesus had done. On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with them, he was surrounded by crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, but Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out for me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John and James and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned, and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted 
that they not tell anyone what had happened. Ah, man. Absolutely. Man, I was just sitting there thinking about that. I guess, I mean, you're hosting it today. You kick us off. Yeah, for sure. Just thinking about the story of Jairus, I love this picture. And him so worked up about his 12-year-old daughter. Think about that. I mean, his only daughter. How old's your son? Uh, Nine. He turns 10 this month. My daughter just turned 12 Mm. like two weeks ago. So thinking about if I lost my daughter. She's my only daughter. And he's Mm. so worked up. And then he gets the news that she died. And Jesus says, hey, just believe. And I heard this years ago. I don't know if it's verified, but the people who are crying and weeping in the house, those were even like professional mourners that you would bring in to have and to lament, to be able to show that this person was important. And Jesus is like, hey, get that doubt out of here. Get these people who don't believe what we're believing. He only brought in his boys. He brought in Peter, John, and James, and then the parents and said, you guys come in here. I'm going to take care of this. I don't want to have anyone else here who's not going to be agreeing with what I believe. And then he spoke to the daughter and she rose up. My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned to her. So wherever you're dealing with, you could be dealing with maybe not a person who's physically dead, but maybe a dream that died. Maybe a situation, maybe you had an idea to be able to do a business and you got discouraged or you hit a bump along the road and something went sideways and you felt like that thing died. You need to speak to that thing and tell it to get up. You need to be able to breathe some life back into that dream, into that idea, into that marriage that may feel like it's dying, into that prodigal son or that child that's gone astray or whatever that thing is, is I want to just encourage you, get your your faith stirred up. We see so much red letters in this chapter. And for the last four chapters, I mean, they're all red, just Jesus teaching. And he's constantly talking about your faith has made it happen. And it's, it's a powerful encouragement. Come on. And actually, that's what stood out to me, too. It seems like the whole chapter revolves around the internal and the external and the relationship between the two of them and the physical and the relational and in the spiritual because he kicks right off and it, it gives a validation to these women that yeah. are traveling with Jesus. Yeah. And you might think to yourself in this modern time and era that we're in, like, well, good, that's good. He should. Well, uh, the problem is 2,000 years ago, that's kind of not not cool. Like, yeah, like definitely he, not a he's he, he's already kind of an unverified, if you will, yeah. rabbi out there who yeah. they even challenged the order of which it comes to. And he said a little later, say I'm coming from the order of Melchizedek. But when he takes his disciples, he takes the twelve, and then he has this un unprecedented following around but like pastor christian was saying is he was picking the people around him that were all in yeah all right and that they were they were going to take the journey with them and and they were even validating and saying you know he had set them free and then they were going to pour out and 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 that's important that you know we don't need to pick people around us here's here's what we do here's what we do we wind up picking people around us that are all into us is yeah. what we need to see. Yeah. What we really need to see is people that are all into Jesus yep. and going the same way yeah. as us. They won't be fair weather. Right. Yeah. And because you're right. And that's where I, I noticed storms hit. Then he, he teaches a parable, not in that order. And what does the parable say? Uh, guess what happens? The devil steals. This happens. But what was the an essential meaning of the, 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 the thing you want a heart that is rooted in rich soil you know so that's internal you know get your heart right get what's around you right 
you know, and and you're going to be able to change what's happening, you know. So it's it's really important those two aspects of your faith walk because you can have the best quiet time in the world, but you just submerge yourself in trash. You start you're watching porn or you're yeah. doing uh, you're hanging out in, in areas where you know you shouldn't be. You're going to struggle, absolutely, you know. But if you're also too, you know, you have no quiet time. You know, and you're at church every day, yeah. and you're at you're just night, busy, night of busy worship practice, and you're, yeah. you know, you go into your small group, but you're not there. You know, you're you're at the external. Yeah. You know, that's horrible too. That's so you really got to have a, a like a Littman's test or Absolutely. somewhere to kind of gauge yourself. Yeah. Because so, you get your, dried up inside. I love yeah. that. And that that looks at one of my favorite stories ever from Jesus that you read it from verse four down with the parable of the farmer scattering seed and. You know, he talked about the seed that falls onto that shallow soil, which springs up quickly, but then just falls away. And that's so easy to happen to where we go to a conference, we go to something, we we read a new book, and we get so excited. We're fired up, like, I'm going to start using these tactics. I'm going to do these things. But like many of us, we get excited, and then it falls off. It's like mm. those New Year's resolutions where, you know, Planet Fitness, how full was it in that first week of January? Always full. You could not find a piece of equipment to use. But by February 1st, man, it's empty like it is is. is. people are not using it the same way and so i like this idea as jesus tells us to be like verse eight still other seed fell on fertile soil this seed grew up and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much that had been planted and when he said this he called out anyone who has ears to hear should listen and understand and that's the way that i want to be with this idea is take these things to heart when i hear them let it not just be something that i get pumped up for for a little bit and then fall off is that this is something i i struggled with a lot of my life it felt like i would kind of bounce from thing to thing but i'm trying now you know i just turned 40 in january of having longevity and even looking at my running i'm like you know what i've been doing this thing for about 11 almost 12 years now like this isn't a fleeting trend and even my christianity there's plenty of people they probably still look at me over 20 years of walking the lord and be like oh Oh, it's probably a trend and it's like no it's it's over half of my life now i've been following christ more and then i've not been following christ from that crazy person i used to be and so trying to have some roots that are a little bit deeper dude i love what you're saying man it's so powerful because it is it's as we follow christ you know what i mean it's as we follow him he i mean they these guys got to watch him yeah. calm a storm yeah First and it's that's incredible. I've been out in the ocean several times where storms have rolled in, and right. and Christian's a, a fisherman as well. He's been out there, and it's probably some nasty weather. So, but to see someone speak to a storm and calm it, but there's a deeper thing there too. And you know, you guys need to dig in this, not just take my word for it. But you know, Genesis says that we're to have dominion over the, all the land, right? Yeah. Well, as you see. Adam and Eve going and having dominion, they don't really clearly get it, you know, that you don't really see it clearly established over the sea is what I've heard before. And then when you flip to the end of the book, the book of Revelation, where does all the um, antichrist elements come from? They all come, the whore of Babylon and this and that, you know, they're coming from the sea. They're coming from the ocean, you know, so they're coming from the sea in essence. So there's something there pictorially to say that this wind and these waves, like Jesus even has authority over um every sin everything that is outlawed or 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 reckless or demonic or it doesn't matter what it is on this planet that it has to submit to the authority of jesus christ and if you are a believer and you are in christ Mm -hmm. you have the authority of christ to carry out 
Christ's will yeah. here on earth as it is in heaven. But oftentimes we, we we don't do that. You know, we wind up we wind up making our prayers and our spiritual um, aggression about as timid as a cat playing with a ball of yarn yeah. instead of the lions that were Taking called authority. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, cool. I like that. And to thinking about that authority too is verse 16, he says, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where light can be seen by all who enter the house. And this is just that encouragement of letting your light shine is that we're supposed to be different is the Bible says that we're a remnant. We're a chosen Mm -hmm. people that may be peculiar to the world, but don't just be ordinary. I, Anne-Marie and I were walking in their neighborhood last night, and, you know, it's still kind of cool in this time in May. It's not burning hot yet, and we're reflecting on we've been in our neighborhood for less than a year. We moved into a, a new house in Rockledge, and we were just thinking about we know more neighbors by name and their story in one year mm-hmm. than we knew in our old neighborhood for 10 years, literally. Wow. And it's like, man, that's cool. And just thinking about we don't have to share a Bible verse with them, but it's just like, hey, how you doing? What's going on with your son or your kid or with your dogs or whatever that is? And just being a light to be able to be a friendly person. Jesus said, they'll know you're my followers because you love one another. Well, I can share that by you know, I'm not bragging on me, but I, I cleaned up my neighbor's car recently. He's got a nice vehicle, but I noticed that it just wasn't as clean. And I was cleaning my car. I was like, let me just do a quick little detail, you know, and just a small thing. And he's like, man, thank you so much. He knows I'm busy. But a little thing like that is a way that I can shine my light. And it's not always having to thump someone with the Bible. That's not what we're called to do. No, we're called to be able to be a neighbor and to be a good friend. Come on. I love it because that direct relation right there, he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, my mom and my, my family's looking for me. My yeah. family. Yeah. And this isn't Jesus devaluing his birth family, okay? Yeah. He's just putting into pr- proper perspective of yeah. us that he, his family are the people that do his father's will. Yeah. Let me read it actually so I don't butcher it here. Yeah. You know, um, your mother and brothers are standing outside. He goes, my mother and brother are those who hear God's word and obey yeah. it. And it's yeah. like powerful. The world will call you so many things. But you look right here. Jesus calls you family. Yeah. Calls you family. And that's super powerful. It is. I like that idea of us being part of the family of God. And we say that at East Coast and we believe it. It's welcome home. Welcome to the family. We want you to go from friends to family. And that makes a difference. And that family comes from community. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not from coming to church for an hour and 10 minute message, like a service. It's it's from being in small groups. It's from doing life together. It's from, come on, David and I need to go fishing sometime soon. Amen. Amen. Is, is doing that is going to help us to be more family and to be able to connect So figure out a way in your life today, in this week, to be more in community. If it's grabbing coffee with someone, if it's inviting someone over, like I love watching movies. We've been having people over to our house watching movies all the time. It's easy. I'm going to watch them anyways. What's the big deal to have a couple more people hanging out eating popcorn? You know, it's Mm -hmm. no big deal at all. And so just little things like that to be doing life and really what we can take to heaven and what we can take to eternity is relationships and people is not any of these earthly possessions or the other things that we put so much value in let's invest more in people and connections and relationships more than the other things that the world wants to distract us with we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, welcome back. Just to this idea that Pastor David had already shared, thinking about Jesus calming the storm is what is that storm in your life? And I don't know what it is, but Jesus did it multiple times. He he stood up and rebuked the storm, told it, peace, be still. You need some peace out there. And the best way to do that is to get into the Word, is that the Bible says that you could have the peace which surpasses all understanding to guard your mind 
and your heart through Christ Jesus. Mm, and that's on. the way that you can live. You're, I'm going to just call it out there. You're not going to have that peace if you're filling your mind with the news. You're not going to have that mm. peace if all you're doing is scrolling social media. His social media may have a place out there in your life in some way, but the statistics are that people are on social media for hours a day scrolling it, and it overwhelms. But if you truly want peace, we had talked just recently on a Sunday morning about going and being by that still water. Find some water to sit by. Be still. Be quiet. Let God speak to you, not having everything else just crowding it out. Man, that's really good. Setting that time aside, it says Jesus was very intentional with his time to, to the point to where he wasn't even rushing when Jerry said, my daughter's dying. Yeah. He didn't rush. No. Lazarus is dying. Didn't yeah. rush. No. Like... He, uh, man, it said he set his face unto Jerusalem. Yeah, right. God's he set, yep. He set his face to stuff. Set your face to some stuff today. Make it the faithful work of God. Those that hear the word of God and obey it. Man, yeah. that's where we're at. It's super powerful. It's great hanging out with you today. It's great spending some time with you on the radio, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Too. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.